Welcome to another episode of Mental Wealth for Entrepreneurs podcast, podcast for resilient entrepreneurs. My guest on today's show is Freya Augustin. Today Freya is sharing a story of moving to Japan with just thousand euros in the pocket and becoming an entrepreneur. First starting a school, then a cruelty-free cosmetics brand, and then becoming a coach. So let's dive in and listen to Freya's story about her ups and downs as an entrepreneur. Hi, Freya. Hi. Hi. I'm really, really excited to talk to you because you have such an unusual story. You came to Japan just after graduating when you were 24 years old. Yes, that's right. How? (laughs) Yeah, it was very adventurous. (laughs) So uh, I always had the, the dream of living in a foreign country and I, I studied in Japan for one year actually. So uh, I already knew what it's like there and I really, really, yeah, I enjoyed it there so much that I just, just went right after graduation. Like seriously, I'm not kidding. On the day that I handed in my, my thesis, I got on the plane and flew to Japan Wow! on the same day. <laughs> and I literally, I had nothing. I had 1000 euros and, and a friend who let me stay at her house. And that's, that was it. <laughs> Yeah. So you went to Japan and um, were you looking for a job or did you start the, did you start the business? Or was your so, move? Yeah. You had one thousand of euros in your pocket. This is very yeah. adventurous. <laughs> what did you well, do? Well, you're this? young, you know. <laughs> when you're young, sometimes you do this kind of stuff. Yes. Um yeah, so uh, I, I looked for a job first because I had no idea about entrepreneurship or anything at all. So I looked for a job and I was really, really lucky. I found a job within two weeks. <laughs> so my money lasted. <laughs> yes. uh, and then I got into this job, and but it was really, really stressful. So I, I started teaching and I started teaching kindergarten kids. And I was the only teacher for... 20 kindergartners and whoever has a kid at home probably knows it one is already pretty challenging now imagine 20 (laughs) and that's in your job so uh i get i get burned out really really quickly and i had to quit it after a year and a half uh because like i had i had nightmares and i i woke up at night like fearing something happened to the kids because i was the only person in, in charge there for 20 right and yeah, I woke up at night and I got like really, really stressed out. I didn't want to go to work anymore. I got kind of depressed and I was just like, I cannot do this anymore. So was and, this an English school? Was it for, for preschoolers and elementary school kids, right? Uh, only preschoolers. Preschoolers. But that was your, your business. You, you started the business or was it just a job? Oh, that, that, was, that was just my job. Yeah, that was just my job, and um, I quit it and started teaching regularly. And after f- uh, four years altogether of 
of teaching, I, I kind of felt that teaching under a big company was not really for me. There were so many issues and things that I didn't like and uh, a lot of rules. I'm not a big fan of rules, honestly <laughs> speaking. So I started my, my own school and that was my very first venture. And it went really, really well. I mean, in the beginning, not, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after that, like after the first few years where I made lots of mistakes and uh, after that, it went well and I'm still having it. So, and I enjoy you, doing you, it. You still have a business, your, your school? I still have the school, yes. Right. Um, so what was the most um, difficult challenge you had to overcome? starting that school business um there were there were a lot <laughs> uh of course like finding students was difficult uh but the most difficult for me was the the taxes like doing all the taxes and uh yeah speaking japanese all the time was difficult and communicating with clients all in japanese so that was really, really hard. So was it the private school? Oops. Uh, yeah. So that was my private school. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, how many students do you have or pupils? How many people do you have today? Uh, I have 50. Yeah. I wow. have 50 right now. Okay. Yeah. But not, not in one day and not uh, at the same time. So. Yeah. So how, how many people do you employ working for you in this school? Uh, in this school, I'm, I'm working alone because it's, okay. yeah, it's just fine if I do it. It's nice. You're just, you're just teaching kids. Um, which, which subject do, do you teach kids? I teach English, English only. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So you have to manage all your taxes, do all the marketing and teach at the yeah. same time. <laughs> yes, yes. But because I have so much experience teaching, right now it's I think eight years or so, eight years experience teaching, it's just like, well, a normal day. I just go in there and teach. <laughs> like, so I don't need much preparation. Yeah. Uh, actually, much more challenging was my second uh, company where I uh sold cosmetics cruelty free yeah. vegan cosmetics online and that was way more challenging for me because i had to go into like real marketing before it was more like word of mouth but now i had to go into real marketing right did you have anyone to help you out or did you do any courses how did you learn marketing uh, just reading stuff online, which I realized now was not the smartest. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't know anyone who had their own business or I also didn't even know about coaching and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I did this all on my own. It was really, really hard. <laughs> yeah. And I, but later I realized that I'm not really a salesperson. Nice. So I, I stopped this. I stopped selling uh, cosmetics and then I went into coaching when I found out what coaching is. Yeah. 
uh, I did I did courses and I'm a I'm a certified uh, business coach now. And because coaching is just so much closer to teaching than just selling cosmetics. <laughs> and well, you still need to find clients. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But for me, finding clients is more is easier than selling like real products. Yeah. Though, yeah, I, I have I have definitely now the experience. So that's why I want to give the. I want to talk about my experience with clients and I want to give them help so that they're not in the same position that I was when I started out just reading stuff uh, online and then failing again and trying, failing, trying, failing and so on. <laughs> so how long have you been doing um, entrepreneurship now? So you went to Japan. Uh, when, when did you go to Japan? How many years? I came here... Uh, eight years ago so wow. 2012 okay. yeah. so you've had these different ventures on and off and you started the school you still have a school and then you started the cruelty free cosmetics brand that didn't really work out because you didn't like the sales exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and and now you're doing the coaching business as well yeah yes yes so, so. what what is your vision about your businesses um what's next for the school um the school i kind of want to keep it small um the reason for that is is that in japan you have a lot of schools that teach english but a lot of them are also very expensive and i want to give people who don't earn that much money the chance or their children actually the chance to yeah. also like learn English and and uh, yeah have have the same the same education that richer kids can get right I'm not doing it I'm not doing it for free but it's definitely a lot cheaper than the the big English schools yeah. here yeah so I want to keep it small so that they can still afford it it's kind of like my my baby, you know? <laughs> and yeah, but I'm right now I'm focusing 100% of my time because of COVID, right? I had to close the school. Yeah. So right now 100% goes into business coaching. Yeah. And yeah, that's going well. I'm enjoying it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Have you thought of doing something online, teaching English online to kids, or yeah, they wouldn't be paying money if 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 it was online? Yeah, I thought about it, um, but I really enjoyed the the close contact with the kids, like throwing balls and and uh, playing around, having them run around and jump around just yeah. to that's that's how kids learn right they don't learn from reading or just talking to a screen yeah so yeah, so, yeah i mean it's, it's 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 incredible to be in japan and you know different country different culture and you didn't have a supportive boyfriend as well yeah that so, is another yeah that's another thing yes. he wanted you to go and find a job right yeah 
That is right. Well, that, that's the culture here in Japan. So in Japan, you, everyone has a corporate job, basically. That's the standard. And entrepreneurship is still kind of in the baby shoes, if you can say that. It's, there are not many people doing it. And so, yeah, everyone was kind of like, yeah, why don't you apply for, for a real job? <laughs> right, kind of thing. So, yeah, that was also hard. But uh, my, my head is harder, let's say it that way. <laughs> yeah. So what can you tell, what can you say to start, what can you say to students who are, finishing their courses today, what advice can you give them? Should they, should they be looking for a nine till five job or should they try entrepreneurship and start their own businesses? What's your take on this? Mm, I cannot give a, a clear answer on that. First of all, it depends on the person. Some people are more uh, adventurous and uh, like to take risks and others are more on the safe side, right? So if, if you were the kind of person who uh, likes to stay on the safe side, find a job first. And if you still want to try entrepreneurship, start it as a side hustle. And if you really love it, then you can still quit your job. But if you're one of the people who is really adventurous and does not care about income in the beginning, because that can be minimal <laughs> when you just start out, uh, then I would say, sure, why not? Right now is your chance. You don't have a family to uh, that you need to support. You don't have a house, a mortgage or something. So yeah, right now is your chance. Try it out. If you don't like it, you can still go to corporate or try again and again and again. Yeah. Right. So what was the most difficult challenge in the last eight years um, in Japan for you? The taxes. They... Taxes. Uh, they really, <laughs> yeah, because uh, in the beginning I didn't have money to, to hire a, an accountant or a tax lawyer or someone who can do that for me. So I did it all myself and all in Japanese. And the first, the first year was really, really scary whenever they're, was a, a letter from the, the tax office in my mailbox. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I was like shaking. Like, I don't want to open this. I don't know what it says. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was afraid that if I don't pay my taxes correctly yeah. and on time that they're going to deport me, right? Because I just had a, I just had a working visa. And if, if you don't pay your taxes, they can legally just deport you. Yeah. So yeah, that was really scary. But that was due to not knowing language that well. Yes, yes. I mean, I can speak it almost perfectly, yeah. but my reading and writing, eh. Yeah. Are you, are, are you, do you consider yourself uh, to be an anxious person? 
Mm, no. Not at all. I consider myself an adventurous person, and okay. I do first and then think, usually. <laughs> yeah. How do you deal with uncertainty? Because obviously, you know, you went to Japan and with just thousand euros in your pocket, that was very uncertain, right? How, how do you deal with uncertainty? Um, I, I have plans. I'm, I make plans. I have a plan A, plan B, and plan C, and then an exit strategy if nothing of this works out. So I like to plan ahead. Great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's, what's, what's your worst nightmare? What's your biggest fear when it comes to your business? Um, that's a good question. My biggest fear when it comes to my business. Um, I think like not getting any clients at all anymore. Um, and having to go back to corporate. I really don't want to do that. I don't want to work in nine to five anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm working more right now, honestly. Yeah. I'm, I'm working like 10 hours or more every day. And because of COVID, I cannot go out. So I work on the weekends too. <laughs> but it's more like a hobby. It feels like a hobby to me because yeah. it's so much fun. And I want for everyone who enjoys entrepreneurship to feel the same joy. Just like having a job where you can really, where you wake up in the morning like, yes, I can work on this. Yes, this is on my schedule. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, you should be looking forward to, to Mondays. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm looking forward to Mondays. I'm doing something right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, and that's that's another reason why I became a, um, a business coach because I see so many people stuck in corporate and they're 9 to 5, like, oh, it's Monday, I have to go back to work, I don't want to work. So I want to, to help these people to feel the same excitement about Mondays and their business yeah. <laughs> that I feel. Yeah, that's what I want for them, for everyone. Right. So... What you're not good at? And if you had one superpower, what, what would it be? Um, okay, wait. F first, what am I not good at? Yeah. Many things. Uh, let me pick one. <laughs> uh, what am I not good at? Hmm. Um... I think I'm, I mean, I said before, I always plan ahead, right? So I do plan A, B, C, but I'm not really good at really like seeing all the, um, all the possibilities, everything that could go wrong. I, yeah. I never see it, right? I just go, if A happens, I do B. If B happens, I do C kind of thing but there are so many things that can go wrong and I, I never see them so I often have to improvise yeah right? so, for example when I when I started my business first I did not give a single thought about taxes and then suddenly this letter arrived I was like oh my 
okay, now I need to do taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so are you right. doing an accountant now? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, so it's all taken care of. Yes, it's all taken care of. That's right. It's, that's a lot better. <laughs> so yeah, that's my, my biggest fear and my weakness all together in one. And if I had a superpower, uh, hmm. uh, I think, I think I already have a superpower and that is to make people happy. I think I can do that pretty easily. Like people always say that I'm so cheerful and that I make them happy when they talk to me. Uh, but I want also to make them feel less anxious and just think more positively. So if I had could have a superpower, I would make everyone think more positively and less about negative things. Yeah. Have you ever, ever thought of quitting? No. No, no, no. No. What, what no. can you advise to um, and uh, what can you advise to entrepreneurs who, who who hit this wall of challenges and uh, they're about to quit on their dreams? Mm -hmm. what can you tell them. Um, make sure that this is really your dream, because this is what happened to me in my my second business when I uh, sold the uh, cosmetics. My, my actual goal was to, um, to help people and to help animals. My goal was not to sell cosmetics. And that's why it, in the end it failed. I would say it failed because uh, I had a wrong approach to it. Right. So if you are about to quit, um, Make sure if this is really your dream or if you have just interpreted your dream in a wrong direction, right? And if, it, if it's not the right thing for you to do, it, it's just not the right thing. So it's not you don't need to feel like a failure or like you're giving up. It was just the wrong path that you were on. And you can always uh, jump onto another path, onto a new path or change directions, go back. That's, that's okay, right? It's not a failure. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever blamed yourself for making mistakes in the past? Um... I would say not really, but that comes from my, my upbringing. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person who always like drops things, breaks things. Like, like ever since I was a child, um, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't even allowed to put the plates on the table because I would usually break one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah that's true that's true <laughs> so i grew up i i had to accept myself the way i am the 
that I always make mistakes. And if I make a mistake, if I can correct it, I correct it. If I cannot correct it, then, well, I also cannot reverse it. I have to live with it. It's fine. Everyone makes mistakes. It's it's fine. Yeah. yeah. What's your strategies to safeguard your mental health? Mm. Going out into the sunlight. <laughs> I like I like being out in nature. Uh, right now, it's just going for walks. But other than that, like hiking, jogging, camping, just being outside in nature gives me like a real uh, happiness boost. And if I feel really down, depressed, stressed, or if literally everything goes wrong, you probably know these days, right? Everything that can go wrong goes uh -huh. wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> right, so if it's really, really bad, uh, I usually watch a movie that can just take my thoughts away from all the problems, and then it's better. Or uh, if it's not that bad, I meditate and just think about uh, what happened and how can I solve my problems if there are any to solve, right? Yeah. So I, I know it's not real meditation because when you meditate correctly, you're supposed to clear your mind and not think about anything. <laughs> but I do, <laughs> I do brainstorming meditation and problem-solving meditations. So I just put on meditation music, uh, sit, sit down, meditation posture, and just let my brain uh, yeah, go crazy, basically. And I have, a, I have a pen and paper, and I write stuff down. Then again, close my eyes, continue thinking, write stuff down, and so on. So that helps me to, to focus and to, yeah, to overcome challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have um, a supportive family? Because um, you're you're from Germany. How mm -hmm. do they see you living in in Japan? And you probably miss them. And um, are they okay with you living in Japan and doing this crazy thing like running a business, business several businesses in Japan? What's their take on us? Yeah. So um, I. Well, first, the background is I'm from Germany, that's right, but I'm from East Germany, right? So my parents were basically living in this cage their whole life. And my mom especially, she loves to travel. And, well, she couldn't do that when she was young because she was living in East Germany. And uh, now that, that the borders are open and her own daughter is that age, uh, she said, well, I wish I could have traveled the way that you can travel now. I wish I could have lived in a foreign country. So uh, go ahead and fulfill my dream, basically. <laughs> of course, they're sad. Of course, they're sad and they miss me. But with with Skype and, and face calling and everything that's going on, it's yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So what, what's your plans? Are you staying in Japan? That's your home country now? Uh, you don't want to go back to Germany? Because mm. I guess you, you've, you've done a lot, you know, you went through so many challenges to establish yourself in Japan. 
with language barrier, understanding the culture. So there is no way back now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But being a, a business coach online, online business coach, I can I can go anywhere. Of course, I would lose my my students, but I have teacher friends here who could take over if I wanted to leave. And for me, it's more about the the people than the country. So um, if my my husband wants to go somewhere else and I say, yeah, it's a cool country, let's try it, then I would I would go or if I if I suddenly feel the urge to live in a warmer country <laughs> yeah. or in a tropical country, you know, sure. Why not? I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not bound to this country or this place. I can live anywhere. Yeah. Right. So what advice would you give to, um, women who want to start their businesses but of course at the moment uh, there's so much uncertainty with COVID-19 and, and all that and um, and also at the same time there's so many people become unemployed and the job market is becoming overwhelmed now there's so many people actually looking for jobs so mm -hmm. what advice would you, would you give someone who decides to start a new business today is today a good time to start a new business today is the perfect time to start a business that's what i think like everyone is online especially an online business so it's a perfect time to start an online business because everyone is online right now and i think even after this crisis there will be more people working from home and being online so if you have an idea how you can market yourself online and something that you can give to others, um, then do it right now. It's, no, it's your chance. There's not a better time than now. Right. Yeah. Well, I agree with you. <laughs> I think it's, uh, it might be a yeah, perfect storm. <laughs> Yes, yes, so indeed. I, yes. I guess we'll just um, see more, more of it because a lot of people now go through barriers, um, you know, learning new stuff. Today is the perfect time to learn new stuff, right? Yeah. Yes, um, yes. And yeah, I think what we experience all today is going to change the way we do business in the future as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it might be, a, 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 of course, if you think about maybe starting a, a business like a bakery, maybe, maybe it's not the right time, but uh, definitely when, you know, if you think of an online business, which yeah. you connect people and you can spread your word. Um, yeah. I mean, even if you want to do a physical business uh, or something that you think would not go well right now, uh, you can still uh, educate yourself first set everything up and then go and start it after the crisis when people are allowed to go out because it's not just people losing jobs it's also uh businesses going bankrupt yeah and where one person where one business goes bankrupt there needs to be a new one to replace it so why not yours yeah yeah 
So what is the last word you can tell um, to, 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 to girls, um, to women who have fear of acceptance, uh, fear of, of change, uh, fear of the future, fear of fear? <laughs> what can you tell them? Okay. Um, yeah, so to, to I'm, I'm talking to the audience now, so to you, who is afraid of many, many things that can happen. And truly they can happen and some of them will happen. But I want to tell you that um, I have been there, other people have been there. And so you can trust me that you were stronger than you think right now. You are very, very strong and you will make it through this. And you don't need to look too far ahead, right? Just just look as far as to your next stop, next step. And that could be really anything. If you feel like really, really anxious, just try to make yourself a tea. Try to listen to some music. That's the first step. And then start reading your favorite book. And then when you feel a little better, then you can start taking another small step towards your business or to what scares you. And again, start small, like reply to an email, uh, study some more, try to set up a blog or write a blog post and just take it slow. It's fine, just take your time. And there are people out there for you and just ask for help. People will help you. That's great. Thanks, Freya. That's <laughs> great and very motivational as well. Okay, thank you so much for coming on, on the show. And uh, I wish you good luck with your businesses and um, new ventures in the future. Thank you. I wish you too. Good luck. All the best. And I hope that was uh, helpful and of value for your listeners. That was great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mental Wealth Entrepreneurs Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this show. Please send me any comments or feedback. If you're an entrepreneur and want to share your story, please contact me. The link is in the podcast show notes. Also, please see the social media links and uh, links to offers from my guests on the podcast notes. This podcast is sponsored by Smart Octopus Voice Agency, who create chatbots and voice skills on Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. So I'm really excited uh, to tell you that this podcast is now available as an Alexa skill. Uh, so you can search for resilient entrepreneur skill and enable it as a flash briefing. So that's all from me. Uh, I wish I wish you good mental health and you are just one mind hack away. Till next time.